There are so many relationship patterns that can play out on a subconscious level. And even if they're subconscious, they can spell the end of a relationship. We're going to talk about one of these patterns today. What we're going to talk about is one of the most common patterns, nonetheless, one of the very most destructive. We all want to know that we're loved. But the big question to ask ourselves is, how do we know that we're loved? I'm not kidding you when I say that that is one of the most important questions you can ask yourself relative to a relationship. Nobody can feel loved by a fair-weather friend. This is somebody who vanishes the second that things get difficult, the second they get inconvenient, the second that they get painful. But there's serious danger in defining whether you're loved or not by swinging to the opposite extreme. A shocking amount of people, either consciously or subconsciously or both, believe that the way to know whether they're loved or not is whether somebody stays committed to them no matter what. This essentially means that somebody stays committed and connected, regardless of how much pain they're in, even if that pain is being caused by they themselves. This kind of thinking opens the door very wide for rationalized subconscious abuse. The definition of an unsafe relationship is a relationship with someone who cannot take you as a part of themselves and therefore cannot take your best interests as a part of their own best interests. This is a state of disconnection. In a state of disconnection, a person can't really see you, they can't really feel you, they can't really listen to you, they can't really come to understand you. This means that they actually don't know what your best interests are. They become unattuned. Most people in the modern world believe that to love something is to have intense positive feeling towards that thing. But in fact, that's more of a byproduct, or can be, I should say, more of a byproduct of love. To love is quite simple. It is to consciously choose to take something as a part of yourself. If you take something as a part of you, you do not perceive yourself to be separate from that thing, and so you can perceive it fully. And you seriously take its best interests into account. To understand more about this, watch my video titled How to Create a Safe Relationship. If you take something as a part of you, you can't hurt that thing without hurting yourself. The reality is that the vast majority of people did not have adult caregivers in their childhood who actually did this with them. They expected, in fact, that person, the child, to sacrifice their own best interests for their sake. A better way of saying this is that they expected their children to be in pain in one way or another for them. The child's boundaries, which includes thoughts, feelings, preferences, aversions, needs, and desires, were not considered. The caregivers did what was best for themselves, and the kids had to go along with it. In fact, these kids are praised for doing so. They begin to form a link between self-sacrifice and endurism and love. Now, we all know that this may have suited the caregivers in the short term. However, what they're doing is setting these children up for an adult life where they do this to other people, and this is consistently done by other people in their lives to them. This pattern actually becomes very dangerous because they will find themselves on either side of the following pattern. One person does something to make the other person feel unloved. It doesn't have to be something extreme. It could be something small and unconscious, like looking at someone else. This creates insecurity in the other person. They disconnect in order to preserve themselves. But to reestablish security in the relationship, they begin to test the love of the other person. Because their subconscious way of knowing if someone loves them is if that person remains connected and committed, even when they're in extreme pain... They subconsciously begin to put the other person in pain. 
The ways they go about doing this range all the way from overt physical, mental, and emotional abuse, to beginning to make decisions that are not in the best interests of the other person, to no longer recognizing their limits, to creating situations that seem totally beyond their control, but that cause the other person distress. Basically what they want to do or subconsciously start doing is to create any type of a situation where the other person is in pain and how that person responds to the situation despite being in pain is an indication of how much that person is committed, wants to be connected, or really wants them. Now people who find themselves on the opposite side of this pattern are going to immediately revert to their original pattern of proving their love or their connection or their commitment to the other person by slipping into a pattern of endurism. They prove their love by staying committed and connected no matter what. Their all-suffer-to-be-with-you mentality is now what establishes the security in the relationship. I want you to think about that one for a minute. In fact, I want you to think about it so much, I'm going to spell it out across the screen. The holding pattern inherent in this relationship pattern is that for one or both people in the relationship, the security in the relationship and the knowing of how much your partner or friend loves you is defined by how much they will suffer to be with you or suffer for your best interests. It goes without saying that when this is the pattern in the relationship, the acknowledgement or respect for a person's limits within that relationship goes straight out the window. Now, obviously, it's tempting to think that when you're part of this pattern, there's love inherent in the pattern, but there actually isn't. One person in this relationship has to stop taking their own best interests as a part of themselves. They have to essentially self-sacrifice, which is the exact opposite of self-love. Therefore, for one person to engage in this pattern, they have to stop loving themselves. To understand more about this pattern, it may help you to watch my video titled Endurism, the flip side of escapism. The other person has to disconnect from the other in order to do and say things and make decisions that put that other person in pain. Now, this by definition means that they have to stop taking the other person's best interests as a part of their own best interests. They have to make it okay for the other person to be in pain for them to selfishly feel loved. By definition, this means that they are no longer loving the other person. And this seems a rather ironic twist, doesn't it? That in order for us, if we're in this pattern, to feel that the other person really loves us or to have their love for us proven, we ourselves have to stop loving. In a relationship, if you have this pattern, you may notice yourself flip-flopping between either one of these positions within one relationship. You also might find that in one relationship you're in one role and in another relationship you're in the opposite one. So you can understand this dynamic, I'm going to give you one example. I want you to first imagine a couple. This time we're going to use a man and a woman, and they're having a lot of financial trouble. <laughs> the woman in the relationship loses her tolerance for it and makes the comment, why couldn't I have just married a millionaire? This makes the man feel unloved and immediately doubt the security of the relationship. Instead of really putting his energy towards financial well-being, he begins to test her love by subconsciously putting minimal effort towards improving their financial situation and plays video games or goes to the bar when he could be looking for ways to improve their situation instead. Their financial situation stays bad or gets worse. She suffers. But he feels more loved as months go by and years go by, and she is still choosing to be in the relationship with him despite their poverty and the suffering it causes her. He feels even more loved when she suffers even more by putting all her time and energy into improving the financial situation for the both of them. 
and she looks at her willingness to suffer that much with him instead of getting another more affluent partner as a measure and gesture of her love for him. Her willingness to suffer and stay connected and committed anyway becomes their barometer for the security of the relationship and the amount she loves him. If this is a pattern in your relationships, what it means is that your wires are incredibly crossed, crossed to such a degree that your definition of love is in fact the exact opposite of actual love. To love something implies an intolerance for something suffering. This is why, in a relationship, it is so incredibly important to acknowledge and do something about incompatibility. Now, here's where I'm going to throw you another curveball. If this is your pattern, you will feel the very most loved in incompatible relationships. The reason is, if you have this relationship pattern, incompatible relationships and the indescribable pain they can cause will be the relationships in which you feel the most loved and think you love the other person the most. But this layer goes even deeper. You will end up in a state of shame, like all people do in incompatible relationships. You're going to end up feeling, like all people do in incompatible relationships, as if something is really bad and wrong about you because of your boundaries, including thoughts, feelings, unique preferences, desires, everything. However, when you and the other person hit this level of shame being the baseline of your relationship, the fact that they stay with you no matter how bad you are, and the fact that you stay with them no matter how bad they are, becomes your new barometer for how much you are loved and how much you love them. To understand more about this, watch my video titled Incompatibility, a Harsh Reality in Relationships. If you notice this pattern inside yourself, this doesn't make you bad, it doesn't make you wrong, in fact this pattern is incredibly understandable. It makes perfect sense why it exists, it makes perfect sense why this would make you feel loved or make you feel like you love someone else. But here's the reality. It is impossible to create a feel-good relationship with the security in the relationship and the knowing of how much a person loves you being based on how much they will suffer to be with you or suffer for your best interests. It is also impossible to build a good relationship with yourself when your definition of how much you love someone else is whether you are going to stay committed to them and connected to them no matter how much you suffer or they make you suffer. Now here's where I'm going to throw you my last curveball. Doing this, even though you have been wired by your experience to think it's loving, isn't actually loving towards them. What is in another person's best interest is for them to be with someone who really appreciates and enjoys them and sees them as a source of pleasure, not to be with someone whose truth is, it hurts me to be with you or do this for you. The security in a relationship and the measure of whether somebody loves you should actually be based upon their commitment to your well-being, their commitment to you not suffering. Let this be your way of loving someone else, and let this be your way of loving yourself. Have a good weekend.